I just want him to be like excited and passionate about something. And that's what I haven't been able to find. I haven't been able to find anyone that I go out with that's not like an accountant or something, but they hate it. No, no I'm not knocking accountants, but, or, you know, I'm just speaking out of past experience, but they're like, oh yeah, I hate my job. And like, let's just like go out and like drink about it. And I'm like, no, I'm like so excited to do what I do every single day. Welcome to the No More Zero Days podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you move out of living zero days. A zero day is getting absolutely nothing done towards accomplishing your goal for your life. My hope is that through listening to those that are living out their dreams and how they've overcome their own obstacles, you will be able to find the encouragement to start your journey exactly where you are today. We are officially in a brand new decade, and I couldn't think of anyone better to start off with than Anna Grace Newell. AG is a Nashville-based influencer, content creator, wardrobe stylist, and all-around energizer bunny. We discussed everything from dating in Nashville to what motivates her every day and what goes on behind the scenes as a social media influencer. She has a huge heart and a story of truly taking a leap of faith with tons of hard work along the way that I know is going to help you jumpstart your new year. So let's get into today's episode. I think a great place to start because maybe some people are familiar with you and others are not. It's just okay. like for you looking back at 2019 since so fresh, it's what a week and a half ago. Yes. Like what were some, maybe some things that su- surprised you and then maybe what were some things that went well that you're looking to continue and build on for 2020? Um, well, for starters, I, so I moved to Nashville, I guess it was really the end of 2018 So in 2019, I really wanted to pursue content creation full time and make that my full time job. I was still working at the time, um, wardrobe styling here. That's what brought me to Nashville is working with musicians, styling music videos and album art and like really crazy, funky over the top stuff, which was awesome. But it is so much work. It is. People are like, oh, being a stylist sounds fun. I'm like you got to like, and most people don't know what they want. You got to get inside their brain. You got to go shop. You got to go pull the stuff. You got to drive all around town. It's like a four day deal, you know? It was awesome, but it's exhausting. And there's only so much you can do in a week. I was working for a company freelance, uh, running some social media accounts too, kind of here and there. So I was like part-time on my blog, but pretty much by January or February of 2019, that's when I fully went full-time and I was like, I'm going to travel. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to do it big. We're going just full force, full throttle. 2019, that was the goal. And so that was really exciting that I was able to, but granted, I had three years building up to going full-time content creation, but it was really exciting. 2019 was the first time I was like, I can wake up every day and do whatever the heck I want and work as hard as I want or not as little as I want. I worked as hard as I could, but you know, I could really do whatever I wanted. And that was super exciting. I was like finally getting comfortable in Nashville and meeting people and making friends here and just really getting established. I ended up, um, highs of 2019, got this home that Eric and I are sitting in right now. Um, So I got my own home, which was a huge feat. Probably though, I'm trying to think, you asked for some of the lows too. Gosh, 2019 was, I gotta be honest, there weren't, there weren't a ton of lows that I can like think of besides, I don't know. I think I tried a lot of things and there were some things that I really wanted to pursue more that maybe weren't as like. I wasn't as like lit up about or projects that I was like, this is gonna be so awesome. I can't wait to do it and threw myself into it. And after I did it, I was like, mm, I don't know, maybe that's not, maybe that's just, there was a lot of moments where I realized I wanted to pivot. I'm like, mm, I don't, cause I kind of stepped away from styling. I kind of stepped away from some projects and people and relationships and things that maybe just weren't serving me. So that might've been like the lows, but the highs were full circle coming out on top. My health is good. 
full-time here in Nashville, living at large. So I think a lot I'm of people, over. yeah, you are all over. <laughs> AG Worldwide coming to AG you. AG Worldwide, we don't even know. But I think a lot of people, like, when they see you, I think that they you know, just assume that things came easy to you or that all of a sudden there's this thought that I feel like a lot of people look at influencers. I don't know if you consider yourself an influencer. I consider you an influencer. Yeah, I like, myself an influencer. That you just, all of a sudden, you just wear cute clothes and then you get hundreds and tens of thousands of followers, but there is so much work that goes into Lord, things. no. So let's go backwards a little bit because I'm really fascinated in this and I want to provide value for a lot of the listeners mm-hmm. that are probably interested in knowing your story. Yeah. Of, take me back to like day one. Okay. Of... I, I think almost day one of when you weren't sure what you wanted to do okay. and, and how that even progressed, maybe even just life, whether that was high school, college, before that. And just tell me a little bit about that story, because I know I've heard a little bit about it and it's awesome, but just how you kind of, you know, went from being just a normal person like the rest of us to now this person that when I was with you in Atlanta, people were like, oh my gosh, like, please, can I take a picture with you? You're my hero. And like, <laughs> so you know, it's so wild. And and I know that, again, I want, I want you to get the credit until and speak into the amount of work and preparation and intention that goes mm-hmm. into it. It's not just waking up and taking cute pictures and selfies because there's so much more into that that oh, yeah. people don't even know. If you were to say, how did I get to where I am now? Like my backstory, my narrative, I always tell people and people are actually, my favorite thing is like, have you always been this extra or how did you always dress this way or whatever? And I'm like, literally was born this way. Like I was, I really was. Um, I just came out of the womb, walking, talking, marching. And I um, designed my first line of clothing when I was, I would say I was either seven or eight years old, somewhere around there. Uh, My parents created a little closet for me. It was legitimately a closet. And they said, they called it AG's Masterpiece Studio, which is where I designed a line of clothing for my Beanie Babies and American Girl dolls. And they were little red hot chili pepper dresses with matching sombreros. That's like, that just like, is like the, that's just like the the starting point for me. Cause I'm like, what, first of all, what was that outfit combination? There were sequins involved from day one on the sombreros. So anyways, from there, um, my biggest accomplishment in high school was that I wanted to be best dressed. School was never really my mojo. I always had a lot of friends and I loved going to school and socializing, but school, I was just like, I kind of always knew, I I just felt a call to do something, even in college. I was like, so listen, mom, dad, like, am I going to go to college? And they're like, yes, you are going to college. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I just, wherever my sister went, I just applied. I mean, I gave it no thought. I was just like, well, I'm just going to go keep everybody happy, keep the status quo, which I'm super grateful and thankful for that I had a family that would send me to college. So that was awesome. But it was just like, school was just kind of like, I just kind of joked around and just like did whatever. And Coasted, was a journalism major at University of Arkansas, which I learned, you know, to sharpen my writing skills, which I guess I did carry into. But along the way, Arkansas, I worked at a boutique and I was their um, head of marketing. So I started as like a sales associate by the end I graduated and I was their um, head of marketing and I was actually doing influencer outreach. So I was working on the brand side, contacting influencers. And that was like the start of blogging. This was like in 2014. 2014. I mean, it wasn't the start, but it was like the first time I'd ever heard of it. In Arkansas, like we were maybe a little behind, <laughs> behind the curve on like what's the cool trending. I had just gotten an Instagram. Like that's when people ask me, like, did you have a following or anything? I'm like, no, I had no, I had nothing. Like I had no following, no nothing. Um, I was like, wait a minute, we're sending them like free clothes and we're paying them. Like that's dope. I'm like, cool, sign me up. Like I'm gonna start a blog. Said everybody ever, right? Like not realizing how freaking it was gonna be the hardest thing I was ever about to embark on. Which in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't know how many people were blogging because I probably would have been discouraged because once I got into it, I was like, wow, like literally everyone is trying to do this. And 
it really made me realize that you have to create your own niche and niche, whatever, um, your own just sense of style and just really do something different to stand out because there was so much of it, but, um, backtracking a little it. So I'm like, I'm gonna start a blog. This is gonna be awesome. So I graduate college. I get no job. I like start this blog, which I was kind of like, I just want to talk about lifestyle and food and things that I like things that I like to talk about. I was always, um, I started also doing kind of what nasty gal did, which was buying things in thrift stores and then reselling them like vintage. Um, so I was like flipping things. I was just dabbling. I do. I just have always done a lot of things. I've always loved fashion, but I just never wanted to be like a buyer for corporate. I just wanted to do my own thing. Everyone's like, you should open a store. I'm like, no way, Jose. I'd inventory, all of that would just, I, I wouldn't, I would be so, I'm not very organized. So I would just not, no, it would not be good for me. And so I was like, I'm gonna do this blog thing. And the first job that I got, my parents were like, you can do it, but you got to get a full-time job, sister. I moved back to Memphis and I was like, okay. So I get a job at a marketing at a law firm, which was so comical looking back because I have literally no idea why they hired me. Like it was just it was such a bad fit. It was like truly me every day in a pantsuit, which is also terrifying, um, in an Excel spreadsheet. And I'm like, first of all, I was a journalism major. Why did you guys hire me? And they're like, they're basically telling me like, you're doing a terrible job, but like, but you're great and you're really happy and positive and the team loves you. It was like that compliment sandwich. Like you're great, your work's terrible, but you're super nice and happy and we like having you around. You know, it was just an awful fit. Like it was like, that was a hard time. But the good time was that it forced me to sit down at a desk and um, I really learned a lot about blogging in my free time at work. I mean, I was just sitting at a desk all day. So it forced me to sit down and I learned a lot about blogging, which I probably should have been learning more about spreadsheets, but I wasn't. So um, I just remember there was like one day that finally my boss called me in and he was like, you, he was basically like your work cannot be trusted. And I'm like, I know, I literally know, like, I don't know numbers. I was nothing to do with numbers. It was like crunching all their marketing analytics, whatever. And he was like, he basically was like, you suck. And I was like, you know what? You are right. You're so right. I quit. I absolutely quit. I got to go. I'll never forget the look on his face. His jaw dropped to the floor. He was like, wait, what? Like, but I was apparently the third person in that position in like six months. Anyways, I left. I went to Free People, which was like the best experience ever. I was um, running the socials for the Southeast District. And I was doing social media for, which is like Urban Outfitters and Free People. They send out like all of their stuff together. It was when they had um, more Instagram accounts. Now they've just compartmentalized into one. But back then they had several, like the Southeast had one. So I was like styling shoots. And that's when I was like, wow, I really love to style. This is fun. I'm really good at it and really enjoying it. And they would give me like a concept. I would style it, execute it. And I kind of worked my way up into um, heading a lot of content for them, which was really cool. And it was cool because I could shoot stuff for my own blog with free people. And it was just very aligned. It was awesome. And um, but retail hours are hard. The time was very demanding. I mean, you worked weekends and holidays and I was trying to blog and do everything. I was finally getting a little traction, but not really any, which keep in mind, everyone, this whole story, I probably did not make any money for like at least two full years, like two years of no, like nothing. There was, I don't even know how in retrospect, I don't even know how I did it without any type of reward. There was no money. No one cared. A lot of people were mean to me at first. <laughs> like There was like, there was like times where I remember I would, I would cry because I was so into the content side of things and I was so excited about it and so lit up about it and you know I just didn't have that following or that voice that presence it was kind of like no one really cared in the beginning but I knew that it was what I was supposed to be doing it was literally my calling I was just so happy and excited and I wanted to make cool outfits and make people's lives just I don't know just give them little hacks or I was so excited but no one was reciprocating that excitement 
And so I just remember I would cry and be like, mom, can you believe all these people unfollowed me? Blah, blah, blah. You know, all the dumb stuff we worry about. But it's just funny because there was so many of those moments in the first two years. That's why I, I understand why a lot of people give up on it. Because it is like, it's kind of until you get like a little bit of legs to stand on or some credibility. It's like everyone's like, oh, there she goes. They're starting a blog. We get it. Everybody has a blog, you know. But once you really find your voice and that's when. So anyways, I'll get to the finding my voice part. But. Um, so I was styling free people, worked there for a year and a half. I left, I was a fashion editor at a magazine, which was the craziest experience of my life. It was super awesome, but I was truly the photographer, the model, the stylist. I was doing everything. It was really, really hard work, but it made me realize that I could pretty much do, I could style anything with my eyes closed. I could do anything. I could pull off anything. I could pin it together. We could flip it around backwards. We, I could make anything work. So that was what I really, um, took away from that. And then on a whim, went to Nashville one weekend to style a shoot uh, for a musician. And in Memphis, they were, everyone was kind of always wanting me to tone it down a little. But when I came to Nashville and did it, I'm like, I wonder why. Um, in Nashville, when I did the photo shoot, they were like, oh my God, this was awesome. This was like so crazy and different. And we haven't seen anything like it. And we loved it. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? Like, <laughs> you guys loved it. And I drove home. Like I drove up on a Friday. I brought all my own stuff. It was like a zero budget shoot. I just did it just for the experience. And, um, brought all my own stuff. I drove home one Sunday and I was like, mom, dad, I'm moving to Nashville. I'd been to Nashville literally twice in my life. And I was like, I'm moving to Nashville. And they're like, what? And I was like, yep, sorry guys. Gotta go moving to Nashville. I've been dating a guy super seriously for, um, probably two years. I mean, I broke up with him on the spot. I sold all my stuff. I had a friend that called me. I mean, I was like, no, no, no. And that's one thing about me. Like when I commit to something, I'm locked and loaded. I am, there's, the guns are blazing. And I was like, no, 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 moving to Nashville. So I moved very soon after. I quit my job, broke up with my boyfriend. Like my whole family was like, oh my God, are you, are you good? And I was like, no, I just like, no, this is what I'm called to do. Can I ask a question yeah. before you like keep going? Yeah. Because I think you just like glossed over that because that's like your personality and that makes you who you are, which is awesome. Yeah. But I think for the rest of everyone listening, it's <laughs> like, wait, she just did what? I know. She moved to a new city. She broke up with her boyfriend, yeah. like just rolled over. So I think that I'm sure, and it was for you a lot easier, like you kind of described, you know, than other people, but I can guarantee you because it's scientifically proven that within three seconds of uh, you know, us wanting to do something drastic, mm -hmm. our fight or flight tendencies kick in and oh, yeah. then you, know, you get, you know, reasons why you shouldn't do something. That ego so, starts creeping in trying to talk yeah, you out of it. Yeah. Like, so tell me about, like I said, knowing you, listening to you, clearly it was easier for you than others, but how did you ultimately overcome whatever those things were that were in the back of your head that were telling you don't do this or it's not going to work out or stay in this relationship or whatever? Like talk to me about that internal process for you as a woman and as a G that, allowed you to finally take that leap of faith. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, I, I tell the story now because obviously I know that it all worked out, but at the time I did not know. And it wasn't easy because I was so like comfortable. I'm so close with my family. If you guys follow me on Instagram, I love to post about them. They're just the greatest. We're super close. My whole family lives in the same neighborhood. Um, I've definitely always been a little bit of the black sheep of the family for sure. <laughs> I've always been a little bit out there. They're pretty chill. Um, I've been a little, yeah, just, I've always just been so, um, 
bright, you know, just love color and just love to do things. And, but at the end of the day, I was comfortable there. It was Memphis is super inexpensive. I have friends there. I'm from there. My family was there. I was dating a guy who was such a great guy. He was so cute and sweet and he was going to be a doctor and like, just, you know, most people would be like, why leave? But I think deep down, I just knew I wanted to do so much more before. And I was 24, 23, 24. I'd lived at home for two years. So I was just super, super unhappy with where I was. And I just like was craving to do so much more. And it was that type of unhappiness that it was like I was mean to the people around me that loved me or whatever. Cause it was like, I, I don't know if maybe I felt like they were, they were part of the reason I wasn't leaving and I was maybe resentful. I don't know what it was, but I was just not, I'm not a mean person at all, but I was just like angry and unhappy and frustrated. And I knew that I could be making more progress and I really wanted to do blogging and content creation full time. And I just knew I couldn't do it in Memphis. So I hit that point where I'm like, I just can't do it in Memphis because no one's doing it. No one understands it. And I think there was that feeling too, of just not feeling understood. And that's like so cliche and just cheesy and every body that's a creative feels that way but it was like I came to Nashville that one weekend and I was like on fire because like everyone was like oh my gosh like you are a total wackadoo like your stuff is so different but like everyone was like oh my gosh this is so cool and like from the moment I came here this community everyone I met in Nashville just like embraced it and they were like that is so badass that you just like do whatever and I was like praised for it whereas in Memphis not that I wasn't but people were just like oh lord there she goes like what is Anna Grace doing she's crazy you know but here it was like no, that's awesome. It was just like so embraced in that feeling. I came for one weekend and I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to feel. And just also too, you know, whatever it is, like I just felt it on my heart and my soul. And like, I knew that weekend when I came, like that was a God thing. Like I kind of was like, I'm not going to accept this job. Am I going to whatever? But it was like, I went and had such a clear inner knowing like that was like, I'm like to reference, but I'm like God's plan. But really it was, I'm like, it was God's plan for me. Like, I know I'm supposed to be here. Like the moment I I never wanted to leave. and so it was super hard. I mean, I remember when I, when I was like breaking up and leaving my job because I was so happy at my job with my best friend's family that owned this magazine. Like it was a sticky situation, but I sat everyone down and I was like, listen, please don't hate me. If you guys love me, like I think you do, you know that like this is, this is my next step. And like, I feel so called right now. Like I know that this is my plan and this is where I'm supposed to be. So I think that there was an important thing or insight that I just pulled out of what you were saying that I want to make sure that the people who are listening understand and that's that I feel like you you could take it this way. And I just wanted to clarify it that, you know, when you're listening to you talk, you're talking about, you know, uh, like no one understood me. I wanted to feel belonging. I wanted that affirmation. And, you know, I got that affirmation, you know, when I came to Nashville and it was just all perfect. And that's absolutely 100 percent true. But I, I, I don't want to give you the answer because I want you to also talk to this. But for me you know, I know this about you and, and that's because you've already said it. And that's that you, this is who you are as a woman all along. Mm-hmm. And you weren't going to Nashville just to chase the high of feeling affirmed by other people, right. or you're not being an Instagram influencer because you get, you know, affirmation of who you are as a woman and your identity. Like this is in your own words, like you felt called to do this, you felt called to move. And so I just want you to speak to that maybe a little bit with not putting words in your mouth, yeah. but I think there's a, a clear distinction that yes, we have to look to others, uh, you know, or other people rather can affirm our gifts sometimes easier than ourselves, especially when we're in difficult situations where we're in a bad place, we're hating life, it's causing us to have a jaded, you know, perspective on life. 
but I just want you to talk a little bit about maybe that difference between someone who, because I think this is so relevant for 2020 and especially to hear it from someone with you that has so much influence that, you know, if you, I forgot what the statistic was I heard the other day, but it was like 70% of like 16 to 24 year olds say they want to be an influencer right now in America. Mm -hmm. And it's because I, I think, you know, I don't like generalities, but like people see those people and they're like feel affirmed or like they can find meaning because they're going to show up and everyone's going to come up to you and say, Oh my gosh, can I have a picture? And yes, that all feels good for all of us. But if that's the reason you're doing it, like you will duck out in year two to three. Exactly. So (laughs) talk to me a little bit about that for you, your perspective on that, on just what I just said about this idea of why you're doing what you're doing. And then also part two to that very closely related is how did you feel like, that you know this is what you were meant to do or, or this was a next step rather. Cause I don't know if you're meant to be an influencer because I think the world is at your fingertips, oh, but yeah. just I'm not doing this because I want to feel popular, feel affirmed, but like this is just an Avenue as a part of my calling to reach other people. So right. talk to me a little about kind okay, of the yeah. difference between clout chasing for lack of better words okay. and, and having the confidence, but also being humble and knowing like, I I am this person. Well, here's the thing. It was never for me about being popular or anything or, you know, getting followers. It was really, I loved styling. I loved working for people. I loved sharing what I would work on all day, you know, and that was like really kind of what started taking off. Same with the magazine. I had access to, but access to things, I mean, I was, we were borrowing clothes from stores and, you know, shooting with three people and shooting, but like anyone could, I wasn't purchasing anything. I was just putting it together, taking photos of it. There was no, it was just, that, that was, that part was easy, but building a following, it was, it was very, 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 very slow. Like I feel like in the last year it's been much more exponential. So that whole concept of needing to be seen or needing to be validated is not ever a reason to get into it because it is something you have to work at every single day and come up with something creative and innovative. Every, I mean, it's exhausting. You will burn out if you that, you know, if you're just trying to like be seen or be popular. And, and for me, I knew I was like called when I say I was called to be in Nashville, like that for me is more of like a, a religious or a spiritual or the universe or whatever, you know, wh- whoever's listening, whatever you believe in just one love God, whatever your higher power is like, that is what I answered to that. I knew being in Nashville, I could be my true self. I, in Memphis, I felt like I had to play along. And also like my family was there and like, I feel like sometimes they would be like embarrassed, not like of me, but we'd be like at church and I'm wearing a hot pink, like fur coat. And they're like, can you not like, or, you know, we'd be like at the grocery store. Mom's like, can you just tone it down? You know, like, but I felt like I came to Nashville and that's why I'm like, I was called to be here because like, I could just be my true authentic self. And I never batted an eye like if I was going to do something just absolutely ridiculous and absurd I was going to do it like there was just I had no question and I came here and I just found people that accepted me for that person and that's when things that was like I feel like truly when I started like living because I'm like I can be me I can be my absolute weirdest self I can wear this outfit that probably Memphis my someone would be embarrassed to be seen with me but here's like no one cares like people are musicians and, and creatives and everyone's kind of doing it so like that's what I mean like when I was really called to be here it wasn't like I was called to be seen or popular or needing followers it was just like I just woke up and was just like I'm gonna get dressed every day and do whatever I want and I'm in this awesome city with people that just get me and I have I, I mean I very quickly like made friends and connected people on Instagram and it just started speeding up that process of you know getting followers and getting um a voice and like credibility and kind of authenticity. Cause I feel like that's really what it takes. It takes just being, I feel like a real person. I, I, I always say that now, like if people ask me like my goals for 2020 or things that I'm like trying to do, like 
I'm not here to like look cute on your Instagram feed. I, I really genuinely want to show up every day to add value to someone's life. Like, hey guys, I tried this. Maybe you've been wanting to try it, but I'm gonna try it first and tell you about it and save you the time, the money, the energy. Or hey, here's this outfit that I can put together and you can find it three different ways and you can find it for $25 cheaper here. And then this is how you can rewear it and get like more value out of everything or like, this is a meal that I made that takes like literally 10 minutes and it's so healthy and it's so good for you and you just need an air fryer. <laughs> I'm obsessed with my air fryer. Um, but like it's just things that are just like just to make someone's life simpler, like yeah, more simple, but also to add value and like quality of life. I'm all about living. I love life and I love living and I just want it to be the best freaking lifetime experience I could ever possibly have. So I just like want that to like shine through my page. And that's, that's what it's about for me. Like when people meet me and they're like, Oh my gosh, like, and they remember something specific that I did. I'm like, <laughs> I could cry. Like, Oh my gosh, like that actually resonated well with you or that like you related to that or we can connect on that level. And it's all at the end of the day for me, Instagram is all about connection. I love connecting with the people that follow me. I love connecting with other people, brands, content creators, like how I met Eric, how I'm sitting here right now. Like I feel like we're all just here seeking connection. So for me, it's really yeah, I, I, the, the clout chasing thing, it will get old. I promise if you're in it to, to chase clout and have a reputation, it's just that's not motivating enough. You just need something so much more. Would your life be different if Instagram didn't exist? If tomorrow all of a sudden Mark Zuckerberg came out and said, we're deleting Instagram, which they wouldn't. But like, right. if it did, how would your life change? I'm just curious. Uh, yes, I mean, of course, my life would change. And I would be super bummed because obviously it's what I've put my blood, sweat, tears, hard earned dollars, all this back into my business the last like, you know, four years. But there are a lot of things that I still want to do. And then I still, I even, that's part of my goals for 2020 is that I'm expanding outside of Instagram. I think everyone is just realistically, it's smart to do that. Like I really, I mean, okay. And kind of like me being funny, if I had to like choose career paths tomorrow, I I always, always, always wanted to be a DJ. Like I would. DJ AG. I don't know. I got to come up with like a cooler name. But I just like, I used to do that in Memphis on Beale, like in the clubs, in a club. And um, I just love music and like dancing. And I, I just love to be a hype woman on the microphone. So like I would do that. But obviously that doesn't have a lot of longevity. And I'm getting older, you guys. I'm just turned I'm 26. So I got to... I gotta, I gotta start dialing it back on the club scene. You know what I'm saying? But, um, but I also, I love, like I would do maybe some type of like public speaking or I'm really big into like health and wellness. I, I don't, I would, I would bounce back and I can honestly, by trade, I am a stylist. That is what I am at my core. So I could go back to styling. Um, and that's really what I love to do. I'm just, I'm just taking all of those things and translating them and running them through a filter and posting them on Instagram. You know, that's pretty much my life. I have these things externally and I'm just like kind of all encompassing them into my Instagram feed, which is the highlight reel. But, um, you know, if, if it were gone, it would be sad, but I think I would just, I would just bounce into something else. Tell me like, what is a day in the life like for you? Because I think that like you, like you just said it and that's what spurred this in my mind. If it's kind of Instagram is my highlight reel that I'm guessing a lot of people probably falsely assume like you just wake up and you're like, Hmm, like what should I do today? Maybe I'll just go take a cute picture or do this try and haul. But I know it's so much more work than oh, that. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that day to day life. Because again, outside looking in, everyone's like, I want to be an influencer. I want to not have to go a nine to five mm -hmm. job. I want to sleep in. I want to do what I want. Totally. Which there definitely is some elements to that. But it's it's not as that freedom. Because no. if you're that lazy, you're just going to putter out. You're so going to. Yeah. Tell so, me about that. Okay. So and that's one thing I always try to tell people it, with the whole Instagram thing is that. So I, Anna Grace Newell, 
as a person, human being, I'm a business, which is very complicated because I, there's no off button. I'm always Anna Grace. You know, some people can, you know, they go to work and they leave, whatever. I'm always Anna Grace. I'm always on. People see me. You know, we've got to be on all the time. But also, you know, just like any other business, my business requires the same things. You know, a financial department, customer service, people commenting, you know, giving feedback. There's the marketing. There's the creative. There's the concepts. There's like what needs to be executed. There are so many parts just like any other business. Like I work with brands. I get contracts. I have demands that are met. I have my business manager. There's an agency involved. I actually just hired my first employee this year, which I'm really excited about. So there's a whole team, you know, that, that's happening that, I, that no one really knows about. And um, so it seems so much more seamless, but there is every single day and I'm extremely meticulous. I know it looks like I am like an absolute psychopath on Instagram because I have so much energy <laughs> and I really do. Like I have so much fun with what I do, but I go into it with a plan so that I can have fun with it so that I know what needs to happen. I know what needs to get done. And then along the way, I'm like, okay, well, I already know what I need to do, but I can have fun with it along the way. And that's kind of how I, that's a good balance of where I like, but every single night. And I've been trying to post more about this too on my Instagram that, um, every night before I go to bed, I have like my planner, I have my calendar, and then I have my little like daily sheets and where I break down and time block every single thing that's going to happen the next day. And I mean, my days are, they're jam packed seven days a week, whether or not it's like, because I'm, I mean, going to events and meeting with people and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, it sounds fun, but it's exhausting, you know, having to get super dressed up and be super outgoing and talkative and meet with people all day long. I mean, there's times where I'm like, oh man, I just want to like lay down and take a nap, but like, we don't have time for that maybe next year <laughs> but um so I really do like I, I mean a typical day so yeah every night I plan out my day so I know exactly what's going to happen the next day usually I wake up I would say anytime uh, 7 30 is like probably like a sweet spot for me and I'm not a super big morning person some days it could be eight but but after that I'm going to go to the gym I'm going to get I'm I take my health and wellness and my being very seriously. So that is like my morning routine. I got my celery juice. I do all my stuff and then I'm going to get ready, super dressed. And I'm like trying to Instagram story and creating content along the way. And then I touch base with my team and that usually we work together from like 12 to five every single day, whether or not you guys know, it could be remote right now. I'm working remotely with everyone from the holidays, but, um, and I mean, pretty much every single day I have some type of projects. Like right now I'm creating a health and wellness PDF that's going to launch on the 15th, which that's been a huge project for me. I've been like writing recipes and cooking all day. And it's like, when I do projects, they're very like demanding. They're not like little projects. They're like, I have to immerse myself in them and like try the products and test them and do this and pair things. And like, I mean, it, it could be like an eight hour ordeal before I even talk about it on social media or, and then once I get all that stuff streamlined and I test it and I get to where I'm happy and it's something that I am willing to put my name on and stand behind and belief, well, then I got to like, you know, send it over to the brand and then their team looks at it and reviews it and gets back with me. I mean, there's so much that goes into just one stupid Instagram story. Not that they're stupid. I'm like not hating, but it's crazy. I mean, no one, I don't really think people actually know that, but there are so many things that are running in the background and I'm like scrambling around. I have deadlines for everything. I have a deadline every single day next week, but I know and people probably don't know that. Tell me a little bit about your dating life. What do you look for in a relationship? Have you found that maybe mm, trying to date people is harder or easier because you're more of a known person on Instagram? Just talk to me a little bit how you, you know, do all that. So like I said, I was dating someone for like two years 
pretty seriously back in Memphis. And then I kind of just, yeah, like I said, poor guy, I was probably mean to him in the end. Cause I just knew I needed to move and I was just unhappy and it was just my time, whatever. And, um, I told myself for the first year, cause I kind of, my friends in college would describe me as a serial dater before I was like, that's like such an aggressive term. They used it, not me. But like, I was always like, I would have a boyfriend. We would date for like two years and then we break up. And then like the next week I was like back in like a year long relationship. I like one time I accidentally dated this guy for like five years. It's like, it's a long, (laughs) it's a long story for another podcast. Um, but you know, I learned so much and I think a lot of those guys that I was dating were kind of out of, I call them out of convenience, not to disrespect them, but they're all great people, but they were just like our friends or like, I wouldn't necessarily, if someone was like, what's your type, I wouldn't be like, look at my past relationships because now I kind of know what I'm looking for and I just haven't found it yet. And it's hard for me to find someone really, I feel like that like matches my energy because like, okay, so, and to go into dating in Nashville, it's, I feel like it's, it is difficult because no one really has like traditional jobs. Everyone's sort of all over the place. And like, also everyone here is very like young and driven and excited, which is great. But it's like, you know, do you want to be with a musician who's like on the road? Like that, none of that really is like what I'm looking for. And, but it's like, I also do know what I'm looking for. And like, I'm going to have to do someone that also has like a flexible career like me. And I need someone and, and that's the thing too. Like I haven't really found a guy that like totally understands what I do. And it's weird because since I dated someone last and I've talked to guys here and there and gone on dates, it's not like maybe I'm just being picky. I don't know. But I feel like I'm at a point where like, I want to be picky, you know, girls, you should be picky. Like, and I just, can't, I feel like, yeah, I went from last time I was in a relationship till now where like people actually recognize me out. And like, there are things where I'm like, I, I'm like, what I should, if I started dating someone, would I immediately show them on my Instagram or like, I don't even know how this would go. Cause people would ask me so many questions. Like it is like interesting to think about. Cause I'm like, I don't know what, and I do, I feel like now that I've moved into my own home and like, I've kind of had a moment to slow down. I haven't been traveling every week, like a bandit on the run. Like that was part of the equation last year. I wasn't really meeting him cause I was never in one place. I mean, I would go on dates and then I'd be gone and be like, meh, lose interest or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's just, that was a really rambling answer, but that's pretty much in summary how my dating life is confusing as all get out. Like, <laughs> do you feel like you truly, cause you said it, I need to find someone that has my same level of energy. Do you believe that to be true? Or do you believe that it will take actually someone that's polar opposite that you guys will then be able to balance each other out? If I was with someone that actually had the same amount of energy as me, we would blow up the this house. Like it would be so scary. It would just be like a combustion. So I think that would be too much. I do think I'm gonna have to be with someone that's like a little bit more mellow. But like at my core, it's like I have a lot of energy, but like my personality, I feel like people would describe me as like pretty easygoing. Like I'm not like a handful. I just wanna do a lot of things. Like I just wanna be a lot of places and do a lot of things and I'm very social. And I feel like I just need someone that can just kind of like roll with it. Um, But I do think that I just need someone when I say like kind of on my level, like I I feel like a lot of guys that have gone out with just have jobs. They're just kind of like, I hate my job. And like, I don't like this or like whatever. Like I just need someone that's like passionate about what they do. That is like the thing that I'm looking for. I don't care what it is that you do or how much money you make. I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm trying to make my own money. Okay. (laughs) I just want a guy that is like 
super passionate and excited about living and life. And that's what I'm looking for. Like whatever their thing is that they like or their career or their driving force. Like I don't, I'm not really looking for like an Instagram husband per se. Like that'd be cool if he was into it, but like, I don't know if I could have a guy working for me all day long every day. You know, that's kind of why I have my little team now that I'm happy with. Um, I just want him to be like excited and passionate about something. And that's what I haven't been able to find. I haven't been able to find anyone that I go out with that's not like an accountant or something, but they hate it. No, no I'm not knocking accountants, but, or, you know, I'm just speaking out of past experience, but they're like, oh yeah, I hate my job. And like, let's just like go out and like drink about it. And I'm like, no, I'm like so excited to do what I do every single day. And I just like need to find someone that, that reflects that level with me, you know, maybe not the energy. <laughs> and if they do have that energy, that would be great. But also we might wear each other out. So I don't know. Last question before we get to the last question. Mm-hmm. How can we, the listeners and myself, best support you in 2020? Like what oh. can we do to oh my support gosh. you? Thanks, Eric. That was so thoughtful. Um, well, if you're not following me at Anne Grace Newell on Instagram, that's where I'm at. But I've been really trying to post, um, you know, tune in on my stories whenever you have a free moment. I've been trying to like put out a lot of questions and just ask like, what do you guys want to see? I'm all about like, how can I better serve you guys, make your life easier? What do you want to see from me? So any feedback that you guys give me, um, anytime you send me messages, I always check them all. It might take me like a week or so to get back, but I always read them. Sometimes I'm a little slow, but I do see them all. And um, yeah, I'm really just coming in strong this year making more YouTube videos. You can check me out there, Anna Grace Newell. Uh, Really wanting to do more collaborations like this, like meeting with other you know, content creators and influencers and even just, you know, you guys that listen and follow and just like meeting and, you know, hearing out what you guys have going on and what's your story and how I can, you know, just be there to support you and cheer you on. I am everyone's cheerleader, I feel like. And so really just connecting with people is like the best way I feel like to support me and just like, let me know, like, you know, what you like, what you don't like, what I should do more of in the new year. So I want to ask you to close out this episode. Okay. What would you say to someone who's listening today, who is dreaming at night, who's keeping them up at night, who's constantly, you know, maybe it's someone like you who wants to be an influencer or has these big dreams of being a content creator, or maybe it's someone who, like you said, knows where they want to, um, you know, move and they're scared because what their family is going to think if I move away, what would you say to that person who's struggling with that thing that keeps them up at night? They know what it is. They know where the next move is, but they're scared to take that leap of faith. Close this out. If you know, like there's something that is on your heart and that you are called to do, I want you to wake up tomorrow and you're going to commit to it. And here's the thing. You don't have to tell anyone. You don't need anybody to give you any negative ass, excuse me, bullshit feedback that like that's too hard or you can't do it or there's too many blogs already or blah, blah, blah. So here's the thing. You're just going to wake up. You're going to mentally commit that you're going to do something small every single day and to move the needle. And that is like, I am like literally a standing testimony of that. Like I just did something small every single day. And now like, that's how I live all of my days. When I go to bed, I just make my top three priorities for the next day. I don't, I mean, I have long ass to do lists for sure, but I have three things every single day that have to happen. And if one of them, and they don't have to be anything crazy, like they can just be like one little thing, but every single day, I want you to write down three things that you have to have to accomplish no matter what. And one of them can be make your bed. It could be something so silly and so small, but as long as you're accomplishing something every single day, because there are times where I'm in a slump or in a rut, or I'm just not feeling motivated. I always, 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 always have three things that I get 
done every single day and it has to happen no matter what. And, and, and that, in that you realize, wow, you know what today I didn't feel good or whatever, but I still accomplished these three things. And that's awesome. And, and that's another thing that I want to really harp on is that I used to be really bad about not celebrating the small victories. That was like, I am like a very much so like, I need to do this. I need to run a marathon. I need to like be a size double zero. I need to like do like, like it was just an extreme thing. And I've, I mean, something happened after I turned 25, that just went out the window. I was like, no, I am so happy. Like I went to the gym and I power walked for 30 minutes and I didn't really feel like it, but I just showed up and I went. And even if all you do is power walk, who cares? Power walking is awesome. That's all the cardio I do anyways. Like you just did, you're making an effort. And I just feel like every single day, if you just show up, if you just literally show up, if you post one little Instagram story of your feet, I don't even care what it is. You know, if you just do something so small and you just show up every single day and you have just, I say no more than three things that you need to accomplish, you will move mountains. You really will. It's like, I've never done anything. I mean, moving to Nashville and all that was like my big, huge gestures. I mean, this has been over a four year span where I've launched my career full time into the space. And every single day it has just been made comprised of small small little tiny gestures. So I think that people just need to realize that those gestures are what are going to take you the long haul. And I'm just getting started, you guys, you know, I'm just getting going. So um, I, I say celebrate the small wins, the small victories, because those it's just the, like the cheesiest reference ever, but it is all about the climb. If you're not enjoying the journey, like you're not gonna be happy when you get to the destination. I mean, who even wants to get to the destination? Cause we got to find, then we got to start another climb, you know? So just enjoy it along the way and, you know, surround yourself with awesome people and just do the best you can every single day and then pat yourself on the back and say, you know, say a prayer. Thank you God for this day, for my health, my family, and the small stuff that we take for granted. Cause at the end, those are the most important things. I really feel like on this episode, I probably could have given you a money-back guarantee knowing that you're truly going to come away inspired, motivated, and informed on all things Anna Grace. But for those of you that are looking to use social media in 2020 and beyond as a means to maybe starting a career for yourself, maybe your dream is to be an influencer, or maybe it's a side hustle, or you just enjoy engaging with people all around the world through social media, I think that this episode was a perfect place to start. One of the things that really stood out to me that I hope stood out to you, and I tried to call it out along the way as Anna Grace and I were having this conversation, was truly just her willingness to take a leap of faith, to take the next step, to not always have it together. You know, I think about when all the times that she talked about working at the magazine, uh, working at Free People, uh, you know, trying her, her luck at the law firm. She was always ready just to take the next step, and you didn't hear her spending a lot of time complaining about it. Sure, it wasn't her favorite thing in the world, but I think the biggest takeaway for you and for I in 2020 that are looking to leverage social media, or or maybe you're looking to to take that start, uh, or jump rather, into a full-time career with social media, is that it takes time. This is particularly true for me. Uh, I'm on year nine of kind of being a filmmaker, photographer, um, just content creator within social media as a whole. And that's that there's a lot of things that people will promise you, hey, move to the city, hey, like I would totally love to use you on this new campaign. And very rarely does it ever actually work out. And not that everyone has it out for you or people are looking to bait and switch or trick you, but just the reality is, is that there's a lot of things in life, particularly in business, that are outside of our control. So if this is you today listening, I hope that this was motivational for you. I hope that you got a better glimpse into Anna Grace and who she is as a woman, as a stylist, as an extremely talented fashion personality and social media influencer. I know I came away 
Um, as always, so thrilled to have another incredible human being on my show. And I can't wait to see what 2020 is going to bring you and I and Anna Grace this year. So please give her a follow on her Instagram at Anna Grace Newell. And please always reach out to me at Eric Michael Savage on Instagram. I love to talk to people in DMs, answer questions, just uh, be your biggest cheerleader to encourage you on. And I know AG is the same exact way. So thanks so much for spending this time with us today. And I really appreciate you giving us uh, your ears, your heart and your mind. And I hope you have an absolute blessed 2020.